Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 15th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily. Dot com And it is officially scheduled day. It feels like the first day of spring or Christmas or something like that. As the Orlando Magic's 2017-2018 schedule is out, the NBA schedule as whole is out. And so we'll have a complete breakdown of the Orlando Magic's upcoming schedule. I'll point out some some interesting points in the schedule that I, that I think uh, could make or break the season, uh, as well as uh, give the basic information of when the schedule, uh, what, what's going on with the schedule or when... Uh, games are interesting, and some other notes that I noted as I as I actually put the schedule into my calendar today uh, gave me a good glimpse of, of how the schedule is actually laid out. It's actually pretty pretty interesting. It's definitely very different than years before. Um, of course, too, uh, we're continuing our history week. We're ranking the top teams in Orlando Magic history this week. So I will talk a little bit about the 2017 team and their place in Magic history as as our rankings continue. But let's start with the NBA schedule. Of course, it is the big event of the summer. Free agency's done. Uh, We're just waiting for the NBA season to start. We just need to know where we need to be. And so now the Orlando Magic and the other teams in the NBA know exactly where they're going to be for the next... uh, And when when does this thing end? April? Next eight months. So we got a lot of time here to get ready for the NBA season. Of course, the Magic will open up regular season play on Wednesday, October 18th at the Amway Center as they take on the Miami Heat. So the in-state rivalry, which the Magic won last year, by the way, 3-1, losing only on that opening night game. Uh, That in-state rivalry picks up again. If you saw the Magic's official schedule release video with Stuff, uh, Stuff uh, made sure to give two pies to the Miami Heat. So it should be a good atmosphere in the Amway Center on October 18th. But when I look at the schedule, um, the, the first thing I look at is where are the West Coast trips? And the West Coast trips this year are actually different than usual. Usually the Magic will take three big road trips every year. The first one will come the first week of December. The second one would come the first or second week of January when the circus came to town. And then the third one would usually be somewhere in March. There's still that big March road trip. The Magic's longest road trip of the year actually takes place in early March. I'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. But... I think what's really, really key to look at in this schedule is that first big West Coast road trip. The Magic will actually go out West, and I think part of this is a product of the schedule starting two weeks earlier, but the Magic will go on their first big West Coast road trip in mid-November. They're actually going to be home in early December this year. It's the first time that I can remember in a very long time that the Magic are home in early December. They're never home in early December. In fact, This is the first time that I can remember in quite some time that the Magic do not have multiple home games over Thanksgiving and multiple home games over Christmas break. So the Magic schedule shifted a little bit, which which 
They mean nothing or may mean something. Who the heck knows? But the first big West Coast road trip takes place November 10th through the 15th. Orlando goes to Phoenix, to Denver, to Golden State, to Portland. That's probably, that's two playoff teams from last year. One team that's probably going to get into the playoffs this year in the Denver Nuggets. Uh, So an interesting but manageable road trip. That four-game road trip comes so early in the season. It's about 12 games into the season. And so I think it's going to be, and, and it's not only that, not only does it come 12 games in the season, but the Magic come home for two games and then go back on the road for another four-game road trip from November 22nd to November 27th. That is that is your Thanksgiving road trip. At Minnesota, at Boston, at Philadelphia, at Indiana, a much more difficult road trip. Probably. It's a diff- they're both difficult road trips. And so, I think many of us suspected that it would be really important for the Magic to get off to a good start this season. Just for confidence sake. I mean, this is a team that doesn't have a lot of changes to it either, so there is a potential to get off to a quicker start than normal, or, or a rel- relatively fast start. I do think one of the things that hurt the Magic last year, and, and maybe I'm being too much of an apologist when it comes to last year's Orlando Magic team. And I'll talk about them in just a moment. But uh, I do believe that getting off to such a slow start to the season, especially struggling on offense, hurt that team. They never really came together or never had the buy-in because they didn't have the success early on. And so, I personally think that getting off to a good start this season is imperative if the Magic want to even remotely discuss the playoffs. And so, you look at this early stretch of games and it's the first 10 games of the season... Not a ton of playoff teams in there. There are definitely some games that, that feel like they're at least toss-ups for this Magic team. But these first 10 games are going to be absolutely critical. You start off with Miami, you go to Brooklyn and Cleveland, get Brooklyn at home, San Antonio at home, Charlotte, New Orleans, Memphis on the road, Chicago, Boston, New York at home, and then you go on the road. The two Brooklyn games... Chicago, New York. Those are four games you gotta win. If you can seal one, if you can seal a few here or there, then you're you're in business. Because once you get to that West Coast road trip, I I always say I I do this post every single year. The West Coast road trip is when you find out how good your team really is because you're stuck on the road together for a long time. No, not coming home for a while. You, you learn how good your team is. And it usually happens a little bit later in the calendar. It's happening earlier this year than I anticipated. And the first part of the schedule is very road-heavy. At Brooklyn, at Cleveland, at Charlotte, at New Orleans, at Memphis. That's five road games before you go on the West Coast trip. That's five out of, I think, 10 or 11 games that'll be on the road before that West Coast road trip. And then you come home and you go out on the road again. The next big road trip does not come until March. So that's good news for the Magic. However, January 
is very road heavy. Only five of the uh, five of the looks like twelve games. Five of Orlando's thirteen games in January are on the road. Those home games are Houston, Cleveland, Minnesota, Sacramento, and the Lakers. So it's a very road heavy first half of the season. Are not a very road heavy, but it's 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 the road games are are definitely more front loaded uh, for the Magic this season, and so I do think that that means the Magic will have their work cut out for them early. Because, like I said, I really believe winning games early will be critical to the Magic's success in the win loss record win loss column. Having said that, as long as they're in the race, as long I mean. You don't need to go get out to the front of the pack. I just think you need to build confidence. You need to build buy-in. Get get the team to believe that what they're doing will work and can work. So that when things get tough when you go on the road, even if you're not making shots, or even if if you're struggling with something, you still believe and know that it can work. That's that's what I mean by by doing well early. Being in the hunt, being maybe two games out of the playoffs, like when you get to to January, and you're not playing well. That's not going to breed a lot of confidence that that things are going to turn around. You need that buy-in, and I think you need it early. So that's 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 what I mean by this. That back end of the schedule is a lot home friendlier. You got Cleveland, Atlanta, Milwaukee at home, at Chicago, and Charlotte leading into the All-Star break in February. Atlanta should be a win. Chicago, you would hope could be a win. Charlotte, let's throw that, let's throw a toss up into the air for that one, especially before the All-Star break. March is a really funky, funky schedule. March, you have the longest road trip of the season, a five-game West Coast swing at Utah, at the Lakers, at the Kings, at the Clippers, at the Spurs. And not only is that at Spurs game, the the coming back from the West Coast trip game, which is always a schedule loss, the Magic then play back-to-back at home against the Bucks at home. So mark March 14th against Milwaukee Bucks as a schedule loss. Unless this Magic team is much better than I think they are, that's a schedule loss. But after that longest road trip of the season, the Magic then have their longest homestand of the season. A seven-game homestand that starts off with that back end of the back-to-back against Milwaukee Bucks. Then they play Boston, Toronto, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Brooklyn, Chicago. Very, very manageable. Four and three, not out of the question. Four and three, honestly, should be expected on that on that homestand. Especially if this team wants to compete for the playoffs. It's definitely tough because Milwaukee, Boston come right after that road trip. The Magic are in LA to play the Clippers on Saturday, March 10th. They fly to San Antonio to play the Spurs on March 13th. They come home to play the Bucks on March 14th and then play the Boston Celtics at home March 16th. They don't play again until March 20th, which is a Tuesday. So they get that weekend off. That's when I would really say the road trip ends. So I look at that home schedule and this is like right at the end of the season. This is right before April begins. And there's definitely opportunity. But you got to get there. As you may have noted, there, there are a few interesting things about the schedule. Of course, the NBA moved the schedule up about two, moved the regular season up about two weeks. Um, or they stretched it out two, two extra weeks. They got rid of two weeks of the preseason um, to try and create more time for rest. And you probably noted that there is a lot of rest. There's There's a lot of... Uh, uh, games where 
the Magic will play like they do on this road trip. Saturday, March 10th, in LA against the Clippers. They don't play again until Tuesday, which would give them Sunday, Monday, Sunday and Monday off, two days off on a road trip. It's pretty crazy. And then you'll see Friday, March 16th, they play Boston, then they don't play again until March 20th. So that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. That's three days off. I think, for the Magic at least, I notice that a lot, where they'll play one game on the weekend, whether Friday or Saturday, and then they won't play again until Tuesday or Wednesday. I think that's where the benefit of the stretched schedule comes. As you don't see a lot of teams playing Sunday-Tuesday games, You'll see a lot more Saturday, Wednesdays, or Friday, Tuesdays. And that is to give the players more rest, and I think you'll see that. The other thing that I noticed, I noticed a lot more afternoon games. I noticed a lot more, uh, like the Magic will play the Knicks at 3.30. Especially, uh, they'll, they're a lot more kind of afternoon Sunday games. Sunday, December 17th at Detroit, 4 p.m. You don't see that a lot. Um, they play the New York Knicks. Let me find this. I've got my. I'm, I'm scrolling through the schedule here. The Magic play at New York on Sunday, December third, at three thirty, and then play a back to back in Charlotte at seven. There is a. It, it's it's a small difference, but there is a difference between playing a game twenty four hours after your last game started and getting some extra time to rest. And so I think the NBA did build those into the schedule as teams requested them. The Magic don't play any home games at odd times. There's no noon game on a sun, on a random Sunday. Uh, the Magic aren't on, on any international window, so they're not playing any like crazy 5.30 games at home like they have the last few years. Uh, but I, I did notice a lot that there were Sunday afternoon games that would then lead into Monday normal start time games. And that's good for the Magic because actually I think the Magic are going to end up being one of the few teams that do not see a reduction in back-to-backs. The Orlando Magic will face 15 back-to-backs this season, uh, which is which is the same as last year. Eight are away to away, four are away to home, two are home to away, and they do get one home back-to-back, a very kind of rare thing. I think we saw one two or three years ago. Uh, but um, the Magic didn't did not... Get a get a get a kind role on the back to backs, but I do think some of them are alleviated. The home to home back to back certainly helps a little bit. Uh, I think that the uh, Sunday afternoon start time to regular start time helps a little bit. Uh, so I think that we see uh, see little things that the NBA is trying to do to to create some more rest and reduce uh, some of the problems in these back to backs. Overall. You know, I don't like to read too much into this into the schedule as far as saying, "Oh, this schedule is tougher than than another one," because we don't know how these teams are going to play. If the, if you know, I I I'm I'm a believer that you kind of shift your expectations as the season goes along. Um, whatever your expectations are for the Magic, I, I'm just I, I don't even know what to expect from this team. Uh, to be honest, um, you know, I think that they are improved, but I don't know by how much. Um, I think we will learn just how much better this team can be very early on in the season. Like I said, I think it's imperative that the Magic, if the Magic are intending to make a playoff push this year, as some people think they are, and in this Eastern Conference, the bar is not particularly high. But if the Magic are indeed trying to make the playoffs or indeed going to make the playoffs, I do think it's important that they get off to a good start. Not saying they have to be 500 or over 500 or anything like that, 
But they have to show signs of life. They have to show signs that they're uh, making the right steps. They're going in the right direction. Uh, And then also signs that they are, uh, more than that, that they're that they're uh, getting, they're buying in, and that they're they're playing at a high, they're playing at a a potentially higher level. Um, again, doesn't have to be five hundred, just has to be in the race. You can't be two and ten. You can't be three and nine. I think four and what? I think five and seven would be okay. Just hovering around five hundred. That's kind of who this team is. Maybe that's setting my expectations too low. Sorry, sorry guys, but I think if you're 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 Building some confidence, and you're buying into the system, even if you know getting some getting some results. I think that would be a good place to be in heading into the West Coast trip. You hold on tight for the West Coast trip. You come back, try and pick up a few wins. Hold on tight for that second road trip in in late November, uh, and then just try and find some wins in that early December period. Especially you play Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta. Uh, that's a that's those are potential wins that you can get um, if you think you're good enough. Um, there's some winnable games, I think, in December as well. So um, just got to kind of have to hold on tight through November to survive November. Uh, and I think that the team could could be in good shape to, to do something this year if, if that's how they want to go. You can check out the entire Orlando Magic schedule up on orlandomagic.com. Tickets uh, for those that are interested for the Orlando Magic season. All games, by the way, uh, for, Orla- for the Orlando Magic will air on Fox Sports Florida locally here in Orlando. Uh, I counted only three NBA TV games. I'll count again real fast because I think someone said four. That's one. The three NBA, the NBA TV games, the only national television appearances for the Magic will come as far as our schedule now. November 20th, when Victor Oladipo and the uh, Indiana Pacers travel to Orlando uh, to take on the Orlando Magic. Uh, that's one. Uh, the second one will come on March 22nd when the Orlando Magic hosts the Philadelphia 76ers. And the final national TV appearance for the Magic will take place on April 8th when the Magic travel to the Toronto Raptors to take on the uh, Toronto Raptors, travel to Toronto to take on the Toronto Raptors. And like I said, 6 p.m. start there, April 9th, the penultimate game of the season. Magic travel to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks at 8 p.m. So again, like afternoon start, going to a regular start there. Uh, tickets, like I said, all games will air on Fox Sports Florida. Tickets, as I said, Go on sale to the general public on August 31st at 10 a.m. For ticket information, log on to orlandomagic.com or call 407-89-MAGIC. If going that route is not your thing or you forget or they sell out, you can always find tickets to Magic Games and to really any event you want to go to in the Central Florida area on SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated. But there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There is nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it is by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, 
SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-N-B-A, that's L-O-N-B-A, that's a new code, for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. As, I, as I've noted uh, this week on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, we are doing our look back at the uh, the best teams in Orlando Magic history. We are counting them down, ranking every team in Magic history. I'll talk about the, the jerseys tomorrow. I've been kind of delaying that from Friday, uh, but schedule came out today. I wanted to talk about that. Uh, but today we're focusing on the 2017 season specifically and where it fits into Orlando Magic history. Unfortunately... I do think the 2017 season ranks among one of the most disappointing seasons in Magic history. Uh, I, I think I you know I, the more I thought about it over this offseason season uh, and trying to figure out what this season means and where it belongs in the continuum of Magic seasons, I always think back to the open practice in October and. You know, I didn't necessarily believe it was going to happen, but I, I I admitted that it was something that I could see happening. But Frank Vogel took the mic coming out of the locker room as his team was introduced, walked to center court with the you know hundred you know hundreds you know maybe thousand or two fans that were in attendance, and asked them with confidence and conviction, "Are you ready for the playoffs?" That seems like. A crazy statement to say now, because that team won only 29 games. And it's hard to really quantify that team. Because they had a lot of talent. I mean, we talked about the, the worst teams in Magic history yesterday. And there were teams there. There was the expansion team. There was a the team, you know, close to that expansion team. There was you know the twenty-one and sixty-one team uh, that 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 fell apart in two thousand four. There were a lot of really bad teams, and it wasn't that the Magic from last year were that bad. They won twenty-nine games. They 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 had some talented players, and I would not call the twenty seventeen Magic one of the worst. I mean, I, they're one of the worst teams in Magic history, but I wouldn't call them the um, the worst team in Magic history or among. The very, very, very worst in Magic history. They they were not a bad. They, they were a bad team, but they weren't devoid of NBA talent. The problem with the last year's Magic team was the pieces just did not fit, and the pieces not fitting in a year that had those playoff expectations that seemed to have that playoff edict where. The organization and management were talking so openly about the playoffs after five years of not making it without an all-star. This isn't Tracy McGrady. Oh, this isn't relying so heavily on Tracy McGrady that that he finally collapses. That's what happened in 2004. The Magic just thought Tracy McGrady is enough to get us to the playoffs. We just have to find the right supporting cast. That proved not to be true. 
The 2017 team simply did not meet anywhere close to the expectations they set for themselves or that the team needed to accomplish. Just think about it this way. The Magic are now in their longest playoff drought. If I'm not mistaken, uh, we've named... I, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, we are on our list, the 2015 team ended up 22nd at 25 wins. The 2016 team, the team that won 35 games a few years ago, was 20th in our list of the top teams in Magic history on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. That would account for all five teams of this rebuild. Think of it that way. Five of the nine worst teams in Magic history have happened in the last five years. And some of that was expected. Some of that was, they were rebuilding. They were tearing it all down. They needed to build slowly back up. And so what's disappointing about 2017, because I think even in our poll, we started with the 2013 team. Then the 2014 team was a little bit better. 2015 team was outside the bottom five. The 2016 team was, uh, according to our poll, the best of this current rebuild. And then you go from 20 to 23. You go backwards. And that was the thing the Magic needed to avoid. In a rebuild, you can't go backwards. Or you can't go backwards significantly like that. You always need to have flexibility and the way to move forward. So the mistake of the 2017 team then is one of failed expectations. It's one of, for whatever reason, and and there are plenty of theories out there, it was one of having to meet a goal by a deadline, essentially. Or... Putting all the chips in the middle. I I use this analogy a lot. The Magic pushed their chips into the middle and said, we are going all in right now. Going all in just to make the playoffs. Not for the finals. Not for a championship like the Magic did in 2010. The Magic pushed all in in 2010, went way into the luxury tax because they were chasing a championship. They didn't care how much they spent. They were going to win. They were going to stay at the top even though they knew they were going to lose a couple of really key players. And they knew they were losing Hito Turkoglu. They weren't resigning him. And so the Magic made their decision then to go all in. And sometimes when you go all in, you're bluffing. I don't think they were here. Sometimes when you go all in, you think your hand is better than it is. And everyone else that stays in has a better hand than you. Or you're the short stack. And you got no choice but to go in. The blinds are too high. You got to go all in. And some, I mean, if you play poker enough, you probably you probably face the situation where you're running out of chips. You're sitting on a hand that's not so great. But you, you got to go for it. You can't wait any longer. And it never works. It rarely works. That's where the magic were last year. And that's the team they ultimately were, were too. They were kind of an ill-conceived team that didn't fit together. They weren't a perfect hand. They weren't a hand you go all in on. But the Magic went all in on them. 
the Magic used up all their cap space that they created. No, and and honestly, it started when they went for that cap space to begin with because they, everyone knew they weren't going to be able to get the big free agents that they wanted. They believed some of their younger players were more, I mean, and I think this was generally throughout the whole rebuild, I think the Magic believed their young players were ready to take steps up when they weren't. There was a lot of miscalculation on developing their young players. And so, the 2017 season, I think, you know, takes its place pretty rightfully at like 23, 24 in Magic history. I think I think we ranked them appropriately. Because they weren't that bad. Serge, I mean, they were bad, but Serge Ibaka is an NBA player. He's, he's contributing to, he's contributed to start, he's contributing to a, a playoff team in the Raptors. Bismack Biombo can play better than he played. And I, I think he, I think he and a lot of other players on the Magic, Evan Fournier, Bismack Biombo, even Nikola Vucevic to some extent, I think they take more criticism than they deserve. I think this was a team that did not ever fit or work together. They're, they were a team that blocked each other's strengths. They did not highlight each other's strengths. In much the same way that I think the way the team was constructed and the way the team struggled highlighted all of Frank Vogel's weaknesses as a coach. Stuff that people from Indiana knew about but didn't really see because he could always make the defense work. The defense always seemed to work. And that kept you in games. Or they had Paul George to bail him out sometimes. It's not going to be easy to climb out of this. That is for sure. The Magic still have a lot of work to do. But the 2017 season, at the very least, is a lesson in knowing when to make the right gamble. Knowing when to push the chips in and knowing just how valuable your hand is. Jeff Weltman does not have a good hand right now. The good news is, he's been he and the Magic have been restaked, and they got some they got some chips to play with. They're playing a little bit with house money, honestly. But they don't have to force themselves into the game quite yet. They can wait and see how their hand turns out. If anything, if we're going to continue this poker analogy, this year, the Magic are the big blinds. As long as everyone calls, they get to check and see what happens on the flop. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Uh, the, again, if you want to check out the NBA schedule, be sure to check out Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagic.com. We'll have some content on the schedule coming up later on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and of course, be sure to check out our series ranking the top team, uh, every team in Orlando Magic history. Uh, we do twenty three through eighteen today on the site. Um, some good stuff up there. Uh, just learn a little bit more about Magic history. Let us know what you think about the series, where you would rank the teams as we get to number one at the end of the week. I'll talk a little bit more about them when we get to it. Other than that, be sure to follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily as well as at philiprr underscore omd. Be sure to check out the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. Be sure to to check out the podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about some of the other teams in the NBA, 
Be sure to check out the Locked On Podcast Network. I highly suggest you check out Locked On Hornets. The crew over there at Hive Talk Live, especially Doug Branson, uh, got Hornets GM Rich Cho in studio. So be sure to listen to that to to hear from uh, one of the uh, honestly, I think one of the better GMs in the league. I know they have they they've struggled to win a little bit, but I, I really like what the Charlotte Hornets have done. Um, I think that 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 they're in a really good position heading into this season. So uh, I would check out that podcast and hear what uh, one of the Magic Southeast Division rivals has to say on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You can subscribe to that on iTunes or Audible, and really any NBA team. If you're interested in listening, learning more about another NBA team that's not the Orlando Magic, you can check out the Locked On Podcast Network. And really also NFL as well. Uh, most of the NFL teams are covered on the Locked On Podcast Network as well. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs. Our four pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.